0: Hello and welcome to Stories from the Crispy Tree. This is Season 4, Episode 1. Did anyone keep the receipt for 2021? Nobody? Oh, great. Well, I guess we're stuck with it. Ah. Like, when we thought 2020 was bad, like, this, the start of this year, like, just getting right into it, like, January 6th, people stormed the U.S. Capitol building after Trump Trump had a rally... To contest the election at the White House, like this was just crazy to watch. There, is, there was a hint. Like when I was watching, I'm like, "What the hell is this?" There was like in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Okay, like there's I can understand frustration of these people, people who believe that Trump lost the election or lost by it getting stolen or various other things." I don't think there's any enough evidence to prove that in any court as proven by all his court cases being thrown out. Um, and I was just like, this is cr- very, very, very odd. I have to admit, there was a part of my brain, it's like, okay, well, you know, there was the whole F around and find out sort of thing about, uh, you know, like, annoy the people enough and, you know, they might respond this way. But it's just, like, it wasn't expected I just like I got a text message like, "Are you seeing what's going on at the Capitol?" And I looked at it and was like, I-, "I couldn't even believe it." I was expecting like if something like that had happened, this would have been way worse. Like, not it wouldn't have been a presidential election where a bloviating hothead loses because he spends all his time talking about how great he is and not about his policies, what he's going to do. He doesn't differentiate himself from his opponent. That's just sad. I don't know emotions can boil over and people can do irrational things, but this is just this has harmed harmed a lot of uh, f- progress going forward <laughs> for the United States for the conservative side because now now they have done something that is bad, like onerous and not onerous. Uh, what's the phrase I'm thinking of? They basically have overstepped their bounds and done something destructive. I got, they they sat around, and this this is the only thing I can I this is the only takeaway I can understand from I can sort of get an inkling of like okay I get where you're coming from, was people saw from the end of May through a long part of two thousand twenty having the um, riots that came out of the Eric Gardner, um, not Eric Gardner no Freddie Gray sorry, the Freddie Gray incident in uh, Minneapolis as well as the other cases such as Brianna Taylor and uh uh Ob- and the uh, other guy in Kentucky who got run down and shot. Um you've got those three cases plus various other um long-term cases of police violence and use of force that have caused people to die in very questionable circumstances for the police if not criminal to a, a way. And then you see people have reasonable protesting saying this and then you have the Black Bloc, Antifa groups, and sometimes even uh, Black Lives Matter-associated or groups or people who were marching under the Black Lives Banner, Black Lives Matter banner, but were actually, like, you know, weren't part of this or decided to get violent and riot. People have seen that for a few months, and their emotions boil over. It's like, well, you have Democratic politicians defending them, saying, like, oh, we need to have protests. All. I wouldn't be surprised to what going on all over the place. That's not an excuse by any means for the more conservative trump supporter wing of the United States to do what they did, and I'm not even going to call them conservatives let's let's throw that out. These people were just crazy. this is the these were Trump fundamentalists like they only wanted Trump. they probably wouldn't have liked any other candidate even if it had been another person who had the exact same policies and ideas as Trump, but because they he wasn't Donald Trump or she wasn't Donald Trump, they wouldn't have supported him. It was the cult of personality surrounding Trump that they liked, which is terrifying because that's how you get dictators. And now, because of what they've done, um, the authoritarian world is laughing at the United States. Well, oh, you can't keep your population in control. We don't have to deal with it. Like China's just like, we love this. You guys, look at that. Your Your government was almost overrun by... A couple of thousand people. Last time that happened, oh, we can't speak about that, can we? <laughs> and Russia's probably like really, really like, and various authoritarian countries are just just lying around. Meanwhile, the rest of the democratic world are like, this is not something that happens in the in the West, or it shouldn't happen. There's like, there's the understanding like, if those people had went to the capital and just peacefully marched around it and just had their thing, just like. Various other marches have done, did no, like minimal destruction of property as possible. and by that, I mean like almost nothing. had just peacefully marched around, made their claim and gone home. I mean, yes, it would have been a very, very tiny footnote in the last 20 days of Donald Trump's uh, life as President of the United States, which frankly can't end soon enough now. <laughs> But then he's. St- but no, they a group of them went to the Capitol building, broke in. Um, uh, There's debate on if police let them in. We don't. There was fighting around the scaffolding for the uh, seating system, seating arrangement for the inauguration event. It just. And then we have now five dead, five people who have died. Um, one who was trampled. One who was shot. Uh, a Capitol police officer who suffered. Uh, serious injuries who passed away thanks to being hit by a protester with a fire extinguisher from what I've heard, and then one person died from a heart attack and the other one died from a uh, stroke. I believe that's what the information is. So as of right now, as of today, January 9th. So this was three days ago, which is crazy. Uh, the memes are hilarious about this, but that's about all you really could take away. Everything else is like, this was crazy. Like running, running around. The police weren't prepared for this, and I, 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 I can understand why the police wouldn't be prepared because ninety nine percent of the time when more center right protests happen, besides from the Unite the Right march, which was just what? Why the heck? Who would do that? Um, that march was stupid. Uh, in, uh, in the U.S. years ago, that ended really badly. But really, like, most of the time when conservative people show up, besides from the fact that they're wearing body armor and firearms and LARPing, uh, a good amount of people are LARPers there, they mostly just peacefully walk around, and they just, like, you know, they make their statement, and at the end of the day, they go home. They're like, I hope they listened to us and gone home. And I can understand the frustration of, like, oh, we've done this numerous times, we've been peaceful, we've done everything the right way, and yet nothing ever changes. It's like, well, yeah. It will eventually you're playing the long game, you're not playing the uh f- you're not flipping the coin every time you're playing the long game and hoping that you're converting people respectfully, and what you did hurt your cause dramatically, <sighs> and then there's information like people are trying to say, Oh well, you know the uh there are people in Antifa trying to do the same thing. Like, there there was there's one person, as far as I know, that was r- related to a Black Lives Matter Antifa protest uh, during the summer of 2020 who was there, who was arrested. That's it. And the fact that we have tons of photo proof of the people who actually did break in. They're just walking around. They have their faces uncovered. Um, there's, like, a few people who are wearing masks, but not really, like... Like the guys who stormed the Senate, like that's crazy. Uh, people who tried to break into the House during the tallying of the votes, like this, I, I don't dismiss the idea of insurrectionist. This was a very dangerous moment, and shame on Donald Trump and all those people. And then there, there came that video out of them partying. Uh, Donald Trump and his family and campaign-like group partying as, as, it was about to, as this was going on, as the people were marching down, after he said, I'll come with you, and then he decided to head back to the White House and watch this all unfold. Like, this was very... Like, this is not American. Ken. Uh, it is if you're a country that America wants to take over. Zing <laughs> for South America, but really, um, this was not a good thing in any stretch. Like, it's wrong when the um the progressive left does this it's wrong when the trumpian right does this i think we have to call them the trumpian right this is a cult of personality that has infected a part of the right and it's a dangerous moment it's dangerous and now we have evidence uh you know like that data was stolen um mail documents possibly hard drives and laptops Imagine what uh, foreign adversarial governments could get from that if they were able to get their hands on that. Imagine if they were spies or um, or intelligence agents who were in that crowd who thought this is a perfect moment to steal data. I'm just shocked, at, like the how far they're able to go. It's like there's there's a good meme about it, like like you breached the Capitol building where you want. It's a SpongeBob meme with Plankton. Like I don't know. I didn't think I'd ever get this far. <laughs> And I think that's that's the point. And we're having convictive reports of why the Capitol Police were not prepared for this um, Reports saying that the mayor of D.C. only want the Capitol Police to deal with this versus uh, that that the National Guard requested. And then Mike Pence had to sign off on it because Donald Trump didn't want to do it. How the uh, Pentagon was hesitant to do it. Like there's there's a lot of information. We'll know eventually what the truth is. Um, but as I was watching it, like I didn't watch the initial break in, I saw like about two hour, about an hour in, and for going forward, once like you could see on video when the FBI and the DC Metropolitan Police were showing up and getting into their tack gear stuff like that, you could see their faces were like, "This is something I never thought I'd have to do, and I really hope I do not have to use my weapon here." And thankfully, it looks like they were able to use riot control like flashbangs and pepper spray and um. And non-lethal, uh, well, less than lethal tactics to get people to leave. Besides, from the one officer who fired his gun, which that situation is going to have to be investigated because, from what the information is, he was in the house. He shot out through the the broken glass doors um, where people were trying to you know, where people were trying to rush into the house to stop the count. Um, he shot out, and I looks like it sounds like it was literally only one gunshot that hit this woman who has passed away, unfortunately. But the video is in that hallway were not just protesters, but armed Capitol policemen with long arms, like you saw them in like full combat gear, load like with helmets, with heavy, v- heavy vests on, with their with their um, service rifles. Uh, I, like imagine if he had hit one of them instead of a rider and killed, like you know, had a friendly fire incident that killed one of his own uh, own own teammates. That officer may like like. There is obviously events where those officers weren't trained for this kind of event to happen. But and when you think about it, should they really be trained for it? Like, wh- is that something that the United States would expect? I mean, I guess after the last few years, maybe. I mean, the political, uh, the political thought and and protest movement and uh, the ideologies that have come out since, I'd say two thousand six. It's definitely prior to Barack Obama being elected. But it seems like it's in the last 14, 15 years there's just been this heating up of the pendulum swinging from one group to the other group and like how it's just like oh we're we're the best side and oh we're the worst side it just it's it's concerning because the pendulum seems to be gaining steam here and now the the Democrats in the United States they ha- they've got a cl- clean sweep they got Georgia and I blame Georgia on Donald Trump again like his loss is completely to blame for him. He lost. Uh, I don't think Biden was a better candidate. I think Donald Trump was just a worse person, and I'm standing by that because he did the whole thing about anti uh, don't vote, don't do the mail-in voting. Well, uh, if your people had, they probably actually would have won many more districts. Um, your continuous like this, like legal fighting, made the Georgian people think like I- we just want this done. And Georgia's a red state, so I suspect that that. Um, Even though those two senators are there for six years, it will probably swing back the other way. And I think a lot of states in 2020 during the midterms, like a lot of – we'll see what Senate seats are up um, and what – but we know the House is going to not – is going to shift a little bit. Um, Will it shift hard back to the right? I don't think the right will get – not right. I don't think the the Republicans will get control of the House in 2022 during the midterms. I think they will gain some ground. I think maybe the Senate will have some ground. It depends on what Biden does and if he if he goes off on the progressive policy that Kamala wants him to do. Or if he decides to approach this, he gets in on July, I mean, January 20th. He he gets inaugurated and he stares around and he's like, you know what? The last month has been abs- – the last two months have been absolutely crazy. Let's try to calm things down and work together and just become – uh, a single america again let's try to heal the fences all the people on my side who are talking about truth and reconciliation about punishing people like let's let's just put the past in the past let's try to move forward forward and try to become a true america for everybody but if if his and i hope that's how he goes but if people in his party and people under his administration decide to just continuously sting and poke The past and say ah this you know these what they did in the past we gotta we gotta go against that we gotta go then we we need gun control right away, you're only gonna inflame the other side, and the whole idea, uh, the the sad thing is is that who won in this uh, event, well, we know that the protesters um, who did this the rioters and the pseudo-insurrectionists, actually insurrectionists in a way, who did this, uh, who attempted to stop the count, which is purely ceremonial, um, uh, that, that they were acting like children, and that the protesters from the progressive left were acting like children last year, here during the summer riots and stuff like that and who's been doing it in Portland and in Seattle. Those people are acting like children. So now the discourse has gone from being intelligent, respectable adults that can have disagreeing opinions with each other but can at least be friends. Like okay, you and me may have disagreement in politics, but we're not going to we're, we're not going to crucify each other. And now it's to the point of uh, orange man bad or or uh, you know, stop the steal and stuff like that. It's all these annoying little slogans, and I admit I've been part of this too. Uh, the more I see it, the more freaked out I am. The more I'm getting to the point of, like, the identitarian, um, single points are crazy. Like, yes, I'm still consider myself a libertarian, but looking at this was like, if this had, re- like, <clears throat> there's no way this would have reduced government unless. The United States collapsed. That's the only way it would have, and then of course somebody would have come into feed the power spectrum. But who won this? Who won in this event? And by when? like who won it? This isn't a good win. The people who, like, who come away from this in the best case scenario are the the larger state, the more security security apparatus. And now we're seeing big tech do various things with um, restricting forums, uh, closing off groups, and stuff like that. Um, trying to censor other opinions, those guys—they're they're tepidly winning. It's not a good thing that they're winning, and I think that they're going to slow. They're going to figure this out very quickly. Now, the people who want s- the security state, who've wanted like oh expansion of the Patriot Act and more government power, they're happy, but th- they're not. They're happy that they have the ability to do it. They're not happy that it happened. They're happy that they get to expand it. They're staring at this event, much like we all are, who are just like, what the hell happened? And they're like, they're shocked. But then they're looking down and like, well, budgets are about to go up now, aren't they? Which is, when you think about that, that's even more crazy. So thanks a lot, um, you, you dumbasses who did this. Um We're going to be treated like petulant children now. There is no way that the left and the right are going to come together and speak about this properly if Trumpian right is the voice of the more conservative uh, part of the spectrum. Because the progressive left is going to look and say, look what you guys did. And the, the Trumpian right is going to say, look what you guys did. They are children. It's kindergarten all over again reminds me there's a freaking song like high school never ends well this if this if this was high school at least it would be like okay let's go into the football field and settle this this with a game now it's like just mudslinging and stupidity it's just like we've regressed in our ability to have discussions and discourse and of course like you know as i said uh, earlier there was data breaches here which is quite damaging to the united states quite concerning like uh, like it's just that that is the scariest part of this it's not what they were able to get into the capitol it's that they were able to get into the capitol and get information get into Nancy Pelosi's office get into various politicians uh, offices which could have had and probably did have classified military data we now know the pentagon says that there were four or five laptops that are part of a very special program um that are like you know for very very like behind closed doors intelligence briefings for the Senate and stuff like that. Four four or five of those laptops are now missing. That's great. Who knows what they have access to? Still, like at least the Pentagon's know. I think they know which those five laptops are, so they can probably can shut them off from their connection. But still, that's that's terrifying. Hopefully, they were locked and with no passwords or any data near them that would allow it to be easily locked in. Hopefully, it's biometric or some system like that. But that's crazy that those are taken. Uh, Could have been mail, could have been personal information that could have been damaging, could have been, you know, like, donor emails, stuff like that, like, you know, you know, know, uh, it could have been just really weird stuff that doesn't need to be public. It could have been very personal information of Nancy Pelosi's, like, her, like, she's a public figure, but some of that stuff deserves to be private. As much as I dislike her, I still, like, the people who went to her house and spray-painted her house, $600 we won all and put the pigs in, like, that's that's third-world country bullshit. <laughs> and there is my first swear of this, well, my second swear of this episode, but this is just crazy. I, I can't, I can't, I, just staring at it, it's just, it's concerning. And I'm hoping that is the pressure relief of this all, that we're finally, like, getting down to a relaxing point. The hyperbole of the election is finally going down. I mean, Trump couldn't handle any more winning. That You know, we're going to get so tired of winning. It's like, well, we did, and, and it took us less than four years. <laughs> so then you lost, and then you couldn't believe you lost. But then there's reports, uh, unsubstantiated reports as for right now, but but it's worth saying that there's apparently a rumor that Pelosi asked the Army to... Yeah, P- Pelosi calls... Uh, let's see what this is. Pelosi calls General Milley to block unhinged Trump from using nuclear launch codes. Okay. That's in the New York Post, so we'll have to see if that sticks around. There was a belief that... uh there's a report that That uh, you know, he's vanished from Twitter now, uh all this other stuff. But then there's um what what was the uh other thing that there's the belief uh I frick, I'm trying to remember. There's a belief that Nancy Pelosi, there's reports that Nancy Pelosi asked the army to help constrain Trump or remove him from office once this is all going on, which that is a real coup. And the United States, I don't know if they could handle that. And rightfully, the Air Force looks like they were concerned. It's just looking at the world, like like the video of the Trump party you'd dancing and like, oh, this is going to be great. It's like, oh, God. I think he needs to leave. And I, I, I don't know. Like, he needs to peacefully leave now. And yeah, he's like, I won't be going to the inauguration of Biden. It's like, well, no crap. Nobody's going to invite you now. Why would they? You're going to be there, and it's going to become about you? You're just going to look like the man-child that you are? I don't know why we believed, Why people, like... There were good things that his administration did. There was deregulation that his administration did. That he put people in a good place to do a lot of good work... And now they're resigning because they're staring at this guy looking like, oh my gosh, who is this creep? And that's the the thing? Let's just see if there's any information. So... Okay, so that's all the information we have right now, is that basically Pelosi has the military military, uh, generals to make sure that that um Trump couldn't use the weapon systems. It's like that's why four stars exist in that like the flag officers actually do know how to talk a lot of commanders down from using the nuclear weapon systems and they probably would have blocked Trump as far as they could. <sighs> but now he's gonna be impeached again, which at this point that looks like that will definitely happen. Um but yeah so so then we go on to the the big tech uh of today So, they're, of course, running around taking off uh, groups, um, pages, forms, subreddits, and organizations and services that uh, they disagree with, like, you know, Google and Apple blocking Parler's app from the app stores and the Google Play Store. Or if you're saying that Parler needs more... um, uh, (coughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Moderation. I disagree with that. Um, That that uh, those services should be able to block that way. But I do understand their concern. This is a neat jerk reaction, which shouldn't be going on. This is not a good idea for them to do that. <laughs> it's really not a good idea. But I can also s- understand where they're coming from. They just saw something that they didn't think they'd ever see in the United States. And unfortunately, what I think this is going to happen is it's going to bring... Um, was it Section two hundred and thirty or three hundred and twenty? I think it's Section two hundred and thirty. The um, yeah, of the Communication Act that uh, basically defends uh, websites that publish third party content that they are not uh, that they are basically a distribution hub. They're not a publisher. They don't have to agree with those statements, and they have the ability to like they're not liable for them. As far as I'm concerned, under the law for the United States like Facebook Twitter they can do what they want like t- Twitter per- permanently banning Trump for his personal account like yeah that's that's what he did I don't think there's a lot of arguments that are going to say they're wrong in that especially in how bombastic he is but what are you going to have people run to go to their own system now are they going to are we going to see these so called hate groups um, some of them, which are probably hate groups, some that are just tertiarily connected to them. Like, they just believe in similar things. Like, are we going to see Facebook, which rents server space to Parlor, shut down Parlor because they disagree with what's happening? What about uh, Minds.com and various other organizations? Like, um, what was that other one that was first? Like, not Parlor. Um, oh, gosh. A while ago, it got shut down because uh, they de- delisted it from various like Cloudflare and various organizations delisted it, um, because of a hate speech and how there's very little moderation. And then the truth is, like all these networks need moderation. Uh, it used to be community moderation. They need to have some way of def- protecting their users, and protecting the brand as well. Oh, God, I can't remember what that one was called. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I do. R- list of defunct social media websites, gosh, I think the 4chan also got, like, it's, it's currently delisted, but I don't think that means much, um, trying to remember, um, the one that happened, oh, gosh, um, yeah, it was, like, 2018 or something, um, So parlor, of course, that's... Oh, yeah, Gab, that was it. Um... Is it still going? I mean, I thought it was pretty much defunct. Uh... So, yeah, there's... there's... Gab was that one that got uh, knocked out. I think it's still sort of around, but... (sighs) <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's. I think it was Gab with a second. But, but basically what you're going to start seeing is these groups are going to flee from... These places that were semi-visible, Gab and like Parler, they're, they're fleeing to these places after feeling like Facebook, Twitter, and Google to a, to a lesser degree. Now we know that WhatsApp is going to be sharing data with Facebook and we got Instagram. We're going to see these groups the more conventional, more mainstream social media platforms to find their own social media platforms. And what's... Um, the, the problem with that is is that the more that these groups uh, go into their isolation, into their echo chambers, the more we're going to see the mix get faster and faster and get more volatile on both sides. So really what it comes is it, interacting with opinions that aren't yours, with ide- worldviews that aren't yours, that aren't... Um, that are maybe disruptive to yours, but not oh right hostile. And I think this is a weird thing that because of social media, we're just so like betraying ourselves in various ways. There's people who go so far in one direction of like I have to be ultra political, and there's other people who are like I just like posting pictures of cats and dogs, and like or you got the people who only post the best of their lives, and then you've got people who are just like hounding everybody else like oh you got to be feel guilty and all this you really got to think about coming away from that. And it's just like, okay, if we have people who we know social media has caused mental issues with people's lives and you see that they are being um, ostracized out of the norm. So they're going, they're continuously searching for a new place to stay. So they're going to a place like parlor. Then they find out parlor is being shut down. So they go find or gab or so they go to the next. So they keep going and going until they can find a so-called safe haven. The farther they go that way, the fear is, is, are they going to get more uh, extreme the farther they go? And we have this evidence um, that could correlate to that from prisons where people who go into prison generally who have done light crimes usually come out more willing to commit, um, like, you know, have experience or desire to commit a more violent crime after being in prison. So if you arrest somebody for drug possession, they are more willing to, when they come out, out, part of the population that is willing to commit a crime after being released from prison, may do a harder crime after the fact um may have been taught actually to do bank robbery um uh, may have been uh <laughs> taught in the prison system how to do robbery and stuff like that and how to do holdups uh how to break into places like maybe before he was just like you know a little petty guy who just would reach inside the till and grab something or like you know just shoplift a small small thing or maybe he was just for drug possession and like you know, was growing a few plants just to sell to his buddies, and now he's like, "Well, I learned in prison how to make this a business that could do a lot of stuff." So you wonder, you know, since we have evidence proving that that does happen to a degree of people who enter the corrections, the correctional institutions of Canada and the U.S., you wonder, under you know, by the same logic, if you could put that into the separations of social media and how each group is kind of fragmenting into their own little echo chambers which means they're not hearing from the other side, they're not hearing rational debate, they're not hearing respectful discourse. What they're hearing is memes, slogans, and and they're yelling at each other and what what the end of it is. And don't get me wrong, I love funny memes. Like, funny memes are pretty good. And generally the left can't meme that well because they have to over-explain their positions, and I'm an idiot for that, but, you know, that that is what it is. But now... Um now uh, with, with the social media platforms, with Google and, and Apple taking the app off of the stores, y- you wonder what's going to be the the good following up. Like, is Farther going to survive? And if they don't, where is the next team going to go? Where are these people going to go? Are some of them going to try to come back and be rational on Facebook, on YouTube, or are they just going to keep going on Twitter? Or are they just gonna go find a new safe haven that that fits with them, and is the new safe haven gonna know how to moderate correctly, or is it gonna be everything goes until not so that's a weird, weird thing. oh, Fortran still is up, apparently God. crazy <clears throat> rather not go on there. <laughs> So let's end that. Let's go into the COVID update for Alberta. So um, two more weeks is what we've been told. Uh, two more weeks to flatten the curve. And how about we flatten the debt? How about we uh, let people get back to work? How about these public servants, and staff members who have traveled out of the country, how about they give up some of their money? The, um, so what happened was uh, our premier made this whole thing of stay home, stay safe during the holidays. Only if you live alone can you visit your f- family once. During the holidays, and it's like, how many people actually completely abided by that? I don't know. But basically, at the end of that, it was like, okay, by January 11th, we'll know if it's worked or not. So then he comes out on Thursday, and they say, I don't know, we got to go for two more weeks. The numbers aren't good enough. It's like, well, they've gone down a bit. It once was like 1,800 cases, and that's down to like 1,100 cases a day. But do you really think, like, after this lockdown... You you can make the argument of the holiday season, which is now almost two weeks in the rear. But um, something's not working here. Something is not working here. you know what it isn't? It's that people are getting tired of this. And then you see the UCP members go. And and we also have members of staff members from... Mayor Ninchi from Calgary. Some of his members did travel to Hawaii... But they see them. You see these members. Like we can't go visit our families if we've got if we're living in a house of two or more people, and we can't go visit the rest of our family for Christmas. But oh, they get to fly out of the country and visit their family after telling us we need to stay home. So Alberta, so Municipal Affairs Minister, you're demoted now. It's like Kenny. If they can do it, just uh, either you should have said before, don't do this. You will lose your position, and I will vilify you. You personally before you even get back, I will tell everyone you are doing this. And I said, "Well, you're gone. I will fire you as you are leaving, and I will tell you this: you should resign your damn seat." But then it's uh, you know then we're getting to the point of that's all he's doing is punishing them that way, demoting them. They still get a six figure salary. They should lose their they should lose their money for a year. Like, jeez. Imagine how many people who have not had the, like, you know, how many businesses are shuttered or, like, making next to no money now or are being, like, just racking in the debt to keep their doors open to a degree. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. The elites really do feel like they uh, do not need to suffer like the rest of us plebeians. Now our premier is punishing them, of course, but he should have called them up before leaving, as I said. Uh, Or at least told people, anyone who's traveling expo will be exposed and will lose their position and should resign their seat. Like, they should lose their seat. They should completely lose their seat. And, or what he should have done the other way is, it was safe to do this, I'm sorry I lied to you, This economy's open up, but take your own risks. And I think the problem is, there's a social problem here, where because in Canada our medicine is socialized, our healthcare system is socialized, we aren't seeing the true costs of these events, like we're seeing the numbers and the people getting sick and the people who are dying. But it's not going back to the individual people, like, you know, um, there are people who are unfortunately exposed, but like, you know, let's say one guy goes and he does something stupid and he gets exposed and he doesn't tell anybody, but then he gets found out and he goes to the hospital. He's not paying for it and the people he exposed. Now, what does he do? He gets his medicine just like everybody else. I mean, until the, uh, until the healthcare system's overrun, and then it becomes an issue. i Sorry, recording this a little earlier than I normally would in the morning, but whatever. It's the start of the new year. But yeah, it's just like, okay, if it doesn't work in two weeks, then what's the next thing? Are you gonna, you're gonna, next week you're gonna tell us if, if it's gonna work or not. It's like like really can we can we believe you now? How about you guys like give up half your salary this year? How about and then you start doing things, trying to do it, trying to get things better, release regulation, oh, there dog on that commercial looks a lot like my parents talk Charlie, <laughs> but just it's just seeing this stuff, what's going on? like now we know the new more uh like dangerous version, which is actually just more infectious, but as far as we know, no, not deadlier. Stay home, stay safe. It's like by the Ontario government watching this. Avoid local travel. Well, COVID can be deadly if you're above, above the age of 40. <laughs> stop the spread, stay home. I think that's uh, like the, the stop the spread, stay home is probably one of the most arrogant phrases. S- thing Like stop the spread, fine. Stay home. Like people can't. You can't just stay home forever. We know by banking system knowledge and by the economic information going into 2020, how many people did not have a lot of savings. And now that's... We know a lot of that is completely gone. So what's... What's going to happen next? What is tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... I'm watching it all. I'm just like... There's going to have to be a big change in our trust to government. And I think that's the thing, both these stories, trust to government is the big issue, and we're not getting it. The government's not trusting us, and we're not trusting them. And it's a two-way street. If, if we don't trust them to do the right thing, how can they trust us to do the right thing? If Kenny's going to be all, oh, don't, stay home, st- <coughs> stay safe. Like, my thing is, Dr. Yenah Henshaw of Alberta... For the first two months, we loved hearing from her because we were doing very well. Then masks became the mandate, and the numbers skyrocketed. So something failed there. There's going to have to be some research and discovery. They're going to find out that um, that people were wearing the same effing mask day after day after day. So they were probably getting micro-exposure to the virus in these masks. And then all of a sudden, because they're only using the same freaking mask, that virus replicated in the droplets in the mask. And then all of a sudden... Like, you know, after days of wearing, this is completely, like, not even a hypothesis, just a far shot off guess that could potentially be true or not. Could be completely far out of left field. Not even, no scientific evidence whatsoever. But Then they get into the person, and they infect them that way. I don't know. Could be. Maybe not. But I think a lot of people are just, like, they bought one mask, and they barely clean it. They barely do anything with it. And now they're getting sick with it. And it's like, oh, God. I think there are people who just honestly don't care. They don't mind. And I think there are people who are just like, they don't know. They don't know, so they don't understand what they're doing. And I think then there's another group of people who are like, like just F it, I'm going to live my way. And I think there are other... People who are just like, oh, we're gonna just visit our family. Who cares what happens? Uh, you know, we're just gonna always be within our family. We're no risk, and one person does something stupid, but who cares about that? And I think there are the people who are looking as like, well, the government's doing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live their way, and then you got the people who are freaking out. It's like, well, they're getting sick as well. It's like, <sighs> I don't know what the what the what the way around this is, but it doesn't seem to work out the way it should. Whatever the end goal is, it's not, uh, you know. The other thing I talk about is, like, when the uh, when this new strain that was coming out, um, the one that was detected in Brazil and then in South Africa, and then in um, the UK, and now that it's spread around the world. Well, I remember reading one study that apparently, not study, um article by Ronald Bailey in Reason, so The strain had been sort of detected in New York in April of 2020. So if that's true. This isn't a new strain. But I, one thing I'd say I, I, that really shows the strangeness between Canadian media and American media is American media have, have described it as a more infectious strain. But the vaccine is coming and the vaccine is here. The, Canadian strain, the Canadians have just been calling it a deadly strain. So it's just it's as far as we know, to the same like if one person got one version versus the other, it's a slightly higher chance of being infected, but from what we do know, it doesn't mean there's more chance of it killing you. It's the exact same percentages. So if you're below thirty and you got no problem, you're probably gonna be fine. I'm just watching the ads. Nine hundred one Lone Star. It's looking crazy. (laughs) I love Rob Lowe. Uh, but yeah, just the the weirdness of how the like, like the American media would discuss: we have a new infectious strain, vi- the vaccine is coming, and then Canada is: we have a deadly strain. No, it's more infectious. It's not deadly. It may it's the percentage of death by infection is still the same. It's just slightly better at infecting younger age people, who. Uh, who the old, which, but it still has the same fatality rate for both groups. I just, I see that, and it's like, oh. well, the Canadian media obviously has played their side. They're completely in for the government. Oh, man, this is going on for a long time. It's been a very dis- depressing episode so far, hasn't it? Well, I guess we got video games, football. Hopefully some good movies, good TV shows coming back online. I mean, based on twenty 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 one has gone so far. It's uh, it's been it's been interesting just so far. Like if this was if this was a software a piece of software you bought and with a seven day trial, you would have returned that on day six. You were like, no, 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 no. I will wait for the next iteration to come out. It's like, well, I really wish you could do that, but God, uh, we're here. Oh Man, nine days in, and it's uh being very strange. But yeah, hopefully things get better. I just, that's all we can really hope for. Um, hopefully we can all get back in line. No, not, not in line, I guess get back to living life the way we, it would be nice if we could get there. And starting to see tomorrow as, as a shining star versus just being dreading today. But we'll have to see, we'll have to see. Speaking of games, I've been playing uh Starbound with a buddy. Boy, that that Starbound just really it's 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 such a deep game. I I wasn't surprised of how far it really goes. Need to get a lot more work done in that game <laughs> to be able to keep going. Um uh, what was another uh another game I've been playing uh Ghost Recon Wildlands, finally finished that game off. Mostly because like I unlocked tier one mode, and then I've been doing all the like daily challenges to get, um, you know, to get all the the points because I want to unlock everything in the game. I'm, just, I'm I'm very mad that some of that stuff is behind paywall. Like you have to buy nine, like ten of the weapons you have to buy from the pay store, from the cash store. It's just that's 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 annoying to me. I like how actually in Breakpoint, it's interesting, like, the clothing is behind the paywall, but all the guns can be unlocked in the game. I At least in, it can be unlocked in the game. Now, a few of them can't be unlocked in single player because they got to be put behind raid right? bosses, but they're just variations of existing firearms. So I'm, I'm a little more like, okay, that can still be unlocked in, in multiplayer mode. I don't really want to do that. Like, when I'm playing multiplayer, it's like co-op, not... The raids and crap like that. But at least you can get it all. Like, you gotta work your butt off, and they added some stuff. Like, I didn't know that when I started playing it, I didn't know the Gollum Islands, uh, when I started replaying it in early December, like that they always have been a for people to play. I'm happy about that. But, but yeah, I mean, this year has been uh, so far, we're only nine days in, just over a week, just entering the second week of 2021, and uh, interesting. Apparently there is a, there's been another data leak saying from hackers that there is a Switch Pro on the way that's 4K when docked. Um, we'll have to see what the capability of that is when it is undocked, because that's probably where I would rather buy, because I don't have any 4K TVs at my house, nor do I... I'm honest, like, I'm slow to adopting to 4K, because I just don't think it's worth the big push. I'd rather have 60 frames per second than 4K. My opinion on it for video games in general. But I've been been having fun. uh restarted uh restart playing uh Horizon Zero Dawn, doing the uh the Frozen Wilds, which I never played before, so that's got that for a deal. Um doing some Ghost Recon uh breakpoint as well, working a little bit on that. I'm just you know, generally generally been having fun that way, reading, watching stuff we'll have to see what tomorrow brings but uh oh hope for the best that's all we can really do um <laughs> looks like it's going to be a while before i can build my new computer just because of <laughs> all the guys who are going crazy the scalpers buying crap uh you know buying up all the pc games uh what was the other thing that was going on um gosh has, like, the PlayStation 5s even come into sale, or are they still just completely, like, still ridiculous prices? What the hell is this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's, wow, that is disgusting. Stock X, more like a scalper facility. Their ads look disgusting as well. Oh, God. PlayStation 5, 980 bucks. Canadian. 620 Canadian At least the Canadian buck is on, like, a, 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 a tear again. Getting a little closer to parody. Probably won't be that close, but it's, like, not insane right now. So, whatever. Anyway, that was it. That was episode... F- well, we just, just moved into season 4. Bec- even though we only did 7 or 8 episodes in season 7, like... Season three, I mean, I've, we only did seven episodes last year. <laughs> Let's just, uh, you know, put 2020 in the history books and try to move on from it. <sighs> but uh, the, this decade has been off to a very concerning start, and both the starts of the years have been concerning. Uh, we we shall see. Um Not going to say much more than that, but uh, thanks for tuning in. It was uh, recorded this January 9th, 2021. Um, Yeah. Did anyone keep the receipt for 2021? No? Nobody? I guess we're stuck with it. (laughs) Damn. All right. Thank you for listening. See you guys later. Bye.